Hey guys, what's up? <clears throat> it's Garth and Tosh, and uh, this is 20-something, 40-something. Uh, we're back. Uh, I got invited back. I did a good enough job. Good enough. <laughs> I, did a, I did a good job coming uh, the first time, so uh, I got invited back, and that's always been like my motto. Just play well enough to be invited back, and maybe that'll be my... I'll, uh, I'll clean up that motto, and that'll be my thing for you guys, like... Just be enough to be invited back. Uh, Shit. Or if you're not invited back, just make your own fucking party. <laughs> you can tell which one is in her hood and the other one who is not. <laughs> I get lo- I got to get loose, though. Um, yeah, but anyways, so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a great time. Um, it was very therapeutic. Um, I <clears throat> shared it with a bunch of people. Um, my mom was like so proud and I mean, she's your, my mom's black. So, um, she's just going to be proud. Just me saying hi on a podcast. <laughs> that's my baby. Ooh, that's my baby. And that's what she says. That's what she says. Ooh, who is this? This is my child. My child is telling the truth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And so, uh, so yeah, let me uh, just kind of recap. Um, I shared it with some friends. Uh, they all were impressed. And, um, you know, a lot of them said, wow, I didn't know this about you. And, you know, a lot of them were like, wow, I learned so much. And, um, but let me just uh, say that I learned a lot about me. Um, I did not want to actually listen to my episode because one, I've always had this thing about hearing my voice played back to me. I can hear it when I speak and I know what I say sometimes, um, but I never really want to listen because I got a little bit of an insecurity, even though I'm pretty confident. Um, And I actually listened and the therapy that came from it was amazing because I was like, damn, if I didn't know it was me speaking, I'd be like, that, a lot of this advice is really good. Mm-hmm. And um, and I spoke, uh, you know, clear and confident. But the funniest thing I was telling my mom, so <clears throat> I would listen to my mom when I was a kid and she would be talking to her family um, either on the South Side or uh, in Phoenix City. And she just, the culture, right, is just wild and loud. Our culture is wild and loud and funny, and we just laugh at anything. And I would listen to her, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, is my mom okay? And I'd go in her room, and she'd just be laughing. I thought she was crying. (laughs) And then, um, you know, then she'd get off the phone and then hang out with, you know, predominantly white side you know, I went to private schools in Chicago. We lived in the city. Um, and then she would just have this, the Pat Carter that I knew, um, my mom. And uh, I realized listening to myself was like, yeah, I got a swagger uh, when I really am being authentic mm-hmm. with myself. And I realized also, too, I've got this other guy in there who's just all right, this is kind of how I need to adapt and talk. And it's not a bad thing, but as I get older, I want to be my authentic self. I don't want to hide behind 
um, what I think society wants or, or... Or is acceptable, yeah, to others. No, fuck that. Right. <clears throat> and I have my girl Tosh here to thank for that because we had talked about, like, sometimes we lose our tribe and um, and we fit into some of these friends uh, and we just kind of adapt our way. And uh, I could tell you from experience in my sobriety, that's kind of how it feels because I had to change a lot of my friends. And when I got sober at 28, um, I had a lot of people ask me like, Garth, did you really have a problem or were you just young and made dumb decisions? And I was like, I don't really know, but my life has gotten better without drinking. Um, so a lot of my friends that I was tight with had all changed. Now, a couple of them had passed away. I had a high school buddy who got, um, shot down, um, over in, I forget, it was either Iraq or Afghanistan on a late night mission. Um, and that rocked the world of some of us here because it's like a high school buddy and all of a sudden, like, he's gone. And, um... You know, and we had all kind of gone our separate ways and my friend group had changed to a lot of sober people and the conversations are the same but different. And we're talking spiritual stuff and recovery things. Um, And uh, I was also in a spot where I was doing therapy and trying to figure out my life and trying to... remember who I am and it's taken a while to get back to that and thanks uh to Tosh for uh this podcast because I feel like I can be myself and it's interesting that you're we're talking you and I in a to you know record something but we're talking to a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. but then there's those times where you're in a room with a whole bunch of people and you're talking but nobody's really listening. Right. You know, um, and that's kind of how we started off our vibe tonight, talking about that, at least with me. And also, it was funny because some people heard what I had to say and it was like an immediate like, yeah, but what about this? And what about that? And what about you? You know, what did you do uh, to this person? And I and I was almost like at first I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to offend and going back and listening to what I said I was like I had advice from experience not advice like I'm sitting up here on a soapbox telling how great I am right I was telling on myself a little bit and I also said a lot of like now listen I'm crazy too and I was not always a great person and I'm probably still got a lot to learn you know I'm not up here but what I wanted to do is just share myself so that there's other people out there that are sitting in a position that I might be in and they don't know where to go. But if they can listen to somebody that can help them find their voice, then I'm doing a job that my higher power, I call him or my higher power, I call it God. Um, but yet, like we said, it's anything that's higher than you. Mm-hmm. Um and um and there's a guiding force to that. So um some of you haters out there, I appreciate yeah, hate the hater raid was strong. 
Um, but I also appreciate you because that shows me that there is also a dark side to people that aren't healed. And sometimes you push that button and um, it causes uh, their demons to come up. And I always love this. And I'm not saying that everybody is like this. I think it's rare that there's truly that much hate in the world. There's just a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of fear. But Yeah, a lot of fear. A lot of fear, right? Um, but Denzel Washington has a quote that I, I love. And he says, not everybody, or um, what is it? He goes, not everybody is going to like you because sometimes your spirit is going to bother their demons. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people just don't like that. They like to like, I don't like any change. I don't like to take a look at myself. This is the way that it is. And it's always going to be. And sometimes people just get stuck. And it's sad sometimes. But, you know, if you could use it to your advantage um, and don't get drawn into it and, and just keep it moving forward. Um, yeah. Uh, and you know as as far as as far as this um this podcast when we talk about our shit it's not like we're sitting here acting like okay we have all the answers and you know we're holier than thou and you know we have our shit together so <laughs> we're looking down upon you know the masses and you guys need to like get like us no 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 this is just about us sharing, you know, our our fuck ups, our wins, our lessons in life, and you know, for some of y'all, it'll it'll resonate, and you know, some of y'all it won't or whatever. But again, like Garth was saying, like, you know, some people were telling them, yeah, but what about this time or or that time you did this. Look, we're not a, at a fucking confession booth. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're right. not looking for forgiveness here. <laughs> like, we're we're just talking. This is yeah. a conversation. This is realness, you know. And you know, he and I will both talk about shit where, yeah, we did fuck up, and this is what we learned. But you know, it doesn't mean what we have to sit here like with our our tails, you know, between our legs. Like, yeah, you know, I I ain't shit. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is the human experience, you know, right. we fall, we dust ourselves off, we get back up and, and we share our stories with others. And that's what it is. And like he was saying also, you know, we, you know, he, I, we appreciate those who listen and, you know, share their opinions, whether they're good or bad. And, you know, that's cool. Um but we're not going to modify ourselves to bring comfort to you, to any of y'all. If you want comfort, don't fucking listen to us. That's all right. It's no sweat off my tits. <laughs> sweat off. You know? Like ying yang. To the sweat drop out my balls. <laughs> my balls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, uh, I think where. uh <laughs> the biggest thing is, it's like, I think uh, Tosh and I come from different angles, but also try to meet the same destination of like, this is really like mental health. Mm-hmm. 
at least that's what I, I mean, we're going to have some fun. We're going to laugh, but like it's mental health and you could see, well, you know, we're headed, we're in a society now where there's a lot of confusion. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, you, you hear some of the older generations like, oh, well, we got to get back to, we got to get back to uh, Jesus and the church, or we got to get back to religion and religion is out of society. And, and uh, <clears throat> there's a mix of like, there's the mix up of like, well, I'm not going to go to therapy or I'm not going to seek help because I'm just going to go back to church and I'm just going to pray it out. Um, you know, and for some that's okay, I guess, right. but you know, and, and I'm sorry to cut you off, no, but I'm, I'm realizing we got a lot of sick fucks out there that are hiding under the guise of church and Jesus and I'm born again and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you know, I'm I'm not trying to discredit, you know, the power of God or whatever, but mental health is a real fucking thing. Like, mm-hmm. are you going to pray away hepatitis <laughs> or AIDS? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. same thing. Like, shit happens to us, you know, either when we're children or we have, like, this genetic thing, you know, where we... You know, like some people are schizophrenic. I mean, that that needs to be that needs to be taken care of. There needs to be a therapy there. Some of us need medication. There's no harm. There's no shame in any of it. So, you know, I just see a lot of people that are just walking around that are mentally unhealthy. But I'm just gonna leave it to to Jesus, or I'm gonna leave it in God's hand. You know. Um, have God you, created those doctors too. Exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Like the the therapists and the and 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 the psychiatrists and the medications and the science and all that shit. That was created, I guess, by God or whoever, you know, the higher power. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple so like I'll give you some of the stories that I know out of the Bible that parallel I think what what we're trying to say, like, so there's, um, and I won't be perfect with it. So if, you know, there's some religious buffs out there, I apologize. If no, I don't this. apologize. I will, you know, just, you know, um, but, you know, there's a couple of stories about uh, Jesus and uh, the tax collector. And um, I wish I could remember his name and next time I will. But, <clears throat> you know, he, he wanted to see the tax collector. Um, he knew him. Um, you know, people were talking about him and he was afraid that God or Jesus was going to tell him like to stop being a tax collector. And Jesus was like, no, I'm not telling you to stop being a tax collector. You were gifted this. I just want you to be an honest tax collector, right? It's you're gifted something. Some things are, you know, that is your natural ability and God, Jesus, um, you know, even the rabbis, like all of these religious beliefs are just asking you to be at your best. Um, also, I, I love this. I, would, I want to start searching the story of Pontius Pilate because, um, you know, if you don't know, Pontius Pilate was the judge at the time that, quote unquote, sentenced Jesus to death. <clears throat> and people will look at him as like he's a bad thing. But there's a stories, there's stories out there that say that 
Pontius's wife the night before Jesus was on trial, she had a dream, a vivid dream that said, you know, uh, this can't happen. And she told her husband before he went, like, you cannot sentence this innocent man to die. And he had turmoil and he was like, but I, it's my job. I have to. Um, but I, I don't know. And she's like, no, you can't. And it was interesting. If you read it, he goes right. And, and there's the story. I mean, there's movies about it. The, um, Passion of the Christ, the Jesus Christ Superstar, all of the ones that talk about Jesus' crucifixion. Um, Pontius was in turmoil, and Jesus said, you have to do this because that is what you were assigned to do. And Pontius just said at the end, there's so many different interpretations, he just said, just so you know, you are being found guilty by your peers. You know, the crowd wanted to... Um, sentenced Jesus to death. And then, you know, you never know what happens to Pontius. It's just the story kind of ends. I've, I've heard some people say, you know, he went off and he did his thing or he, maybe he committed suicide. I don't know. But that's interesting um, on that side where religion and mental health, right? Like that's in religion, but we're talking about a man who just came to earth to show us how to live life a little better and to get out of this mental obsession of like, well, I got to be like the Joneses or I got to be like the Smiths. I got to be, you know, I got to chase this money over here and forget about my life. And he's like, no, you got to focus on loving yourself and then loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, you know, I love in therapy too, where there's a parallel. It's like, put the oxygen mask on first. Right. How many times have you have people traveled and that's the, you know, the safe when they go through the safety check? It's like when oxygen mask falls out of the sky, put yours on first before you help your children or even your children. L listen to that. Like you got to put yours on first so that you can be an aid to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, it's not selfish. You, but if you can't take care of your mental shit, you can't even be half a person to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can for a little bit, but then eventually that shit ain't gonna work. And then when you're, you know, when you're on your deathbed and you're looking for somebody to help you, it's just like, oh, I used to know that person. What happened? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't know. Um, I know Natasha and I got some things with our, uh, with some parents. I don't know if you wanna kind of share <clears throat> on it or if you want to talk about like you know some of the things that you've been through between religion and mental health yeah uh help me start out <laughs> <laughs> so okay so um i love my mom and um and natasha's mom is is alive and kicking and um you know sometimes <laughs> we're both we love our moms. And, uh, but there's this times where sometimes like they are starting to kind of slip mentally. Mm -hmm. Um, I know my mom has kind of shown some signs of dementia. And oh, you wait, just. Wait a minute. Is your mom going to hear this? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's. We love she's, you, mom. Yes, she's. Okay, we'll, we'll just call this, she's getting her old age on. And um, there's times where um, 
my mom can just need some help and some love. But sometimes she's that, you know, she can be a little stubborn with it. And, um, you know, I, I love her for it. Um, but it's, you know, the stubbornness is more of a foreshadowing of like, you can't just ask God, like Natasha was saying, you just can't ask people to be like, I'm just going to pray it away. It'll be all right. God's got my back. Mm -mm. I mean, he does, but you got to take some action too. That's where the blessing comes in. It's like, all right, I'm going to pray for this, but then I'm going to go and either live my life or I'm going to go and ask somebody for some help. Um, you know, I had to get right with myself um, because I wasn't. I had some resentments. I had to work with a therapist for a long time to, like, play the tape forward for me uh, and let go of um, some of my childhood bullshit stories Um you know, thinking that like, uh, you know, that's just the way it was, you know, I grew up in a, you know, crazy dysfunctional home and everything chaotic was just normal to me. And then I'm repeating history over and over again. And I didn't want to do that because I used to just be like, ah, oh, it's all right. That's how, you know, that's how it's supposed to be. God, this and God, that. Um, you know, I'm just going to pray and I'm going to go to church, right? My mom used to, um, I'm going to transition to this, <laughs> talk about me so I don't get in trouble with my black mom, get my ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I used to, so my dad uh, got cancer and um, I was about to get four years um, I was gonna get my four-year chip, and he was in um, he was in hospice. And yeah, um, I can't believe I'm gonna tell this story. So we're in hospice. He's in hospice in Naples. Um, that place is amazing. Um, I give it up for the people, the hospice nurses, because you know you're dealing with people who were about ninety percent ain't never coming back. They make it comfortable for you. They make it comfortable for the person. So anyways, <clears throat> my dad's sick and he's down to like his last days and um, it's around Thanksgiving and, um, you know, I go and get my, I go and get my chip, celebrate four years, uh, come back to hospice. He was just happy as shit that I got sober and, you know, um, and he was proud and, um, you know, really starts to transition he gets his, you know, the nurse tells him, you know, it's when the hand reaches down, don't be afraid to reach back, gives him the approval to go. Um, um, my sister comes and stays. I go to dinner because I had been at hospice for like the last 48 hours. So I just wanted to get out and get some food and come back. She said that he sat up and kind of looked and then sat back down. I'm like, oh, maybe maybe he went. You know, um, and then I'm laying down in this cot and there's a poster on the wall and uh, it's a Norman Rockwell uh, poster. It's a collection of it. And the November at the time is November. And it was a boy, his dog and the boys playing jacks. 
And, um, you know, so I know for a fact. So anyway, so I'm laying in the cot and the nurse comes in, I hear, and um, she goes, I'm going to have some coffee ready in about 10 minutes. And I'm like, ah, all right, I'll just lay here for a little bit. And I'm scrolling through Facebook. My friend in the Keys is a uh, charter fisherman. And uh, he had all these pictures of the Keys and the Gulf and the ocean, like crystal clear, calm, like glass and just scrolling through. And uh, I put the phone down and I look up on the wall and I look at the calendar and all of a sudden it's like Jesus Christ is on this calendar. And I'm like, no way. That's a boy in his jacks. Like I'm looking at it. And mm-hmm. dead as can be, it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Jesus. And he's he's bent down in this white robe and a red sash. And he's, you know, bent on one knee and, you know, whatever. Like the story that they tell about when uh, they bring Mary Magdalene um, to him and they're going to stone her because mm-hmm. she's an adulteress or whatever. Yeah. And, um, you know, he writes something in the dirt. And that's what it looked like. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's really Jesus. And uh, next thing I know, I just see, like, I feel this energy and I kind of see this image go off the wall and then across, like, the bed where my dad is and then out the window. And I'm like, wow, like, where did it go? And I turn back to the calendar and there's the boy playing jacks with his dog. Holy shit. Right? And the next thing I know, it's like, boom, the heaviest feeling ever. I'm dead asleep. And uh, I don't even know how long I was asleep, but I wake back up and I look under the bed and my dad's not breathing and he was gone. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay. So God comes for his children and reaches out his hands and takes their spirit home. And Jesus comes and cleans up the rest for everybody to to be that, like faith and hope that everything is okay Mm -hmm. and um i was just like all right like i might not believe everything that religion teaches us but i never deny that like i met jesus at least once in my life and um you know now i'm on this spiritual journey um to understand and I'm a spiritual guy I like energy I believe in energy I think Natasha and I are on the same level where you know it's it's really about like the vibe and how you treat people and and you know the feelings and and all this stuff that the Bible and the Quran and Kabbalah talk about it's a it's about relationship but I couldn't get there religion alone mm-hmm. right because right. there's so many misconceptions there's so many interpretations there's so many different religions where it's really the business sometimes about it and like why we why this tradition is better than that tradition and mentally uh, through therapy like i got to be able to talk it out and get my mind right so that even when other people have opinion, I can still stand in my conviction. Right. Like, all right, I can be here with Natasha and she's got a different belief or she's got a different opinion, but we're both headed trying to get to the same destination of, I'm trying to be a better Garth. 
Tosh is trying to be a better Tosh. We're trying to be better parents. We're trying to be better children, uh, employees. Like it's all about being better, but not as in like I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I don't want to be the biggest idiot in the room. Right. I want to be able to like learn from everybody, you know, and even if I can't. Even if I can't learn something positive, I'm going to learn like, okay, that person has their opinion. I can see it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I still love them. Mm -hmm. And they've got their own way. It doesn't have to be the same highway, right. right? Like when you're on the highway, cars are going either this way. And then there's an off ramp for this. Well, I ain't going there. I'm going here. And, you know, yeah. I get off the highway and some people just keep going, right? Like we're all just trying to live together. Yeah, we're all on our own journeys trying to be our our better selves you know yeah definitely hmm thanks for sharing that story that's crazy right yeah know. that's awesome now <laughs> i'm also that same person that like loves to fuck with the devil like i said on the other side because like i'll be with some dark dudes like i ain't trying to go out and look for dark but you know i i've I've gone to, you know, David Lawrence. I've gone to rehabs where, I mean, hell, I've been in jail too, where you you hear the crazies and <clears throat> you hear the crazies and, you know, it's a scary situation. And, you know, like I said in the pod, like I said in the last episode, like I, I'm built differently sometimes. Not everybody's like that and, and that's okay. Um, you know, but I, I think... I have been in some situations, I mean, as a kid, like, you know, my parents got into a physical altercation when I was nine or 10 and I was there. Um, my parents stuck together, even though they didn't, they shouldn't have. Um, I think it made me a stronger person, but I also had some mental issues. I I really did. I... You know, I came to Florida from Chicago and my jump off point was, you know, uh, I'm 16 and I'm going to rebel. And, you know, uh, here's my freedom and I don't have to be in Chicago and I'm going to try and be. I didn't like who I was in Chicago. So here I come into Florida and I can be somebody else. Uh, that's a mask. You know, that was a, a scared little boy inside of me. Um that just wanted approval and love and attention. And if you can't get it positively, you're going to get it negatively as long as I get some attention. Um, but them fucking consequences cost me a lot. Um, you know, went to jail um, a couple of times all for nonviolent stuff, but it cost me up to a point where like at 22, I was, I have a felony, so it's, I'm technically I'm a felon. Um, you know, I have to answer that question when it comes to renewing my license for massage sometimes. And, um, you know, I got in some trouble even lately over some BS because my ego got the best of me. And um, but I got into some trouble and I had to spend 24 hours in jail and you know, if it wasn't for the spirituality of, of um, you know, living a sober life, I probably could have gone fucking crazy, 
in jail because I'm as tough as I am. Jail is tough, especially as a Collier County jail because um, it's concrete. It's noisy. It, you can't tell what day it is. Um, there's people in there trying to tell you all sorts of stories and like, you know, you, you just don't know what's going to happen and all sorts of mental issues. But like, you know, I had my mind right. And uh, that's that's the beauty of like me trying to better myself is my mind is right. Um, and when I mean my mind is right, doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I don't have those adult tantrums sometimes. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I have, um, when I do get a little crazy, like I've got some tools from therapy. I got some tools from even the church. Um, you know, I got some tools from other religions when it comes to that, like, you know, the, you know, Buddha, um, Kabbalah, which is the original, like, Jewish religion. Um, and it wasn't even a religion. It's more of a spirituality. Um, you know, you just, I mean, sometimes you just got to give up your ego and, um, and just accept the consequences. And, um, Sometimes it just it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But you're always going to learn a lesson. And if you could just keep your mind right, it'll it'll work out to some benefit, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit about me and my mental rightness, um, you know. And then you know I love my mom, but as she is older, you know, you, you can start to see where, um, you know, she's kind of reverting back to a little bit of her scared little girl too. Um, but you know, your parents, parents always want to be tough. Um, they don't want their kids to see them in weak moments, but you know, if you raise your kids, right. Um, they, they're, they do their job. You know, my mom's scared, um, about, you know, her life. My dad was, was tough when he got the cancer, but, um, you know, there were some moments there even with him where he was he was he was tough, but he was scared. Um, I never saw my dad cry. I, mean, I think I've only seen him cry like maybe two or three times. You know, two of them were um, when his first wife passed away and um, he, we were at the funeral together and um, he he shed some tears there. Um, he had a best friend um, who passed away, and I remember him calling me saying, um, you know, Bill loved you like a son, and um, and I loved him too, and, you know, my dad loved this man. You know, he was, like, the only non-sober friend that my dad, like, really accepted and allowed in his house. Um, and, um, you know, he was he was sad that he died. And then the other time he he shed a tear was, um, you know, it was just my siblings had come down um, to kind of take care of him through the process. And um, they would come over and meet up uh, with their with I had a, we have a they have a cousin in town um, and they would come and they would go out and just, you know, meet up and catch up. And my dad would always ask me to stick around the house. And um you know, I'd be mad, but he wasn't getting much sleep. 
because of some of the where one of the tumors were was uh at the base of his skull and so he couldn't really get a lot of sleep and he you know when they were around they they'd always be checking on him and my dad would be worried about them and you know they got food to eat and all this other stuff and but he would ask me to stick around and give him a massage for like 30 minutes because he was in some pain and some stress and then they would go out and I would, you know, I would stay and he would go take a nap for longer than three hours, four or five hours. And, you know, I'd always be a little upset, but then I look back on it and be like, well, he did that. He asked me to do that because he knew that I could take care of myself in his house um, and he didn't have to worry about me. And, you know, that was, took a little bit of time for me to be like, wow, that's, you know, that's cool and, and whatnot. And, um, but even with my mom, um, listening to me talk sometimes, um, sometimes my mom gets the best of me, um, but she loves my stanky drawers too and loves my son. And sometimes it's just about giving her some comfort, um, you know, and she, cause she's scared. She's, she's alone. Um, she knows that it's, she's closer to the end of her life than she is at than to the middle or the beginning. Um, she wants to know that she was a good mom. She wants to know that she was a good grandma. Um, you know, I think she's probably got some guilt on some of the things that happened in her life, but um, she lived a great, or she's living a great life, and she's got two great boys and you know two grandchildren that are amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, I love my mom. We, we've, she's like a ride or die. <laughs> and, um, I think maybe I need to give her a little bit more credit than, um, sometimes I want to, but I, or at least let her know that I love her a little bit more than I have. But, you know, sometimes I can be a brat. A lot of times I can be a brat. And yes, some of the exes that I know are listening, I was wrong and I was a brat. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I apologize even for some of that. And, um, but yeah, my, it's, uh, it's interesting, this topic that we kind of talked about, you know, mental health and hiding behind the church. There's a lot of alcoholics <clears throat> that go to church and they hide because they think God and Jesus are going to save them just if they pray it away. And then there's a lot of enablers in the church that go to church and pray and pray and pray that their children get sober or uh, get cleaned up or get off the streets. Mm -hmm. um, and God, I promise you, God will answer those prayers one way or another. Either the pain will the pain will make them change or sometimes they don't make it, but it's because God's like, no, this pain is too heavy. I'm going to bring you home so that there's peace. Um, but there's a lot of people inside the rooms um, of meetings that I go to that had no relationship with God or had some type of resentment and they find a new version. Um, and, make these miracles happen like people who uh, i see one lady who just could never stop and finally she finally but she'd come to meetings all the time 
And finally, I noticed her the other day. I was just like, man, this lady doesn't even look the same. Uh, that's amazing. Um, oh, man, it's just, it's just, yeah, mental health. Just get your mind right, people. You know, we've got a lovely life. My dad said, you know, we were put on this earth to be happy. So be happy. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Damn, I talked a lot tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, you do wonderful. I don't even have much to say. You do? Well, not right now. Yeah, you got a little bit. Come on now. What you got? I don't know. I think I think we talked for like four hours before we did this and I talked out. <laughs> like next time, what we need to do as soon as you walk through my door. Is like, just hit it? Yeah, I just All need right. to start. Yeah. Sorry. Start recording. See, I told y'all I can talk. <laughs> yeah. It was really good, though. I, yeah, we, um, yeah, definitely mental health, you know, is, is, is very important. And, um, you know, there are too many people that hide behind, you know, the church or, mm. you know, and we really need to just, well, first off, you got to love yourself. You got to mm. love yourself enough to, you know, take care of yourself in every aspect. And if you're unhappy, don't go pushing that onto other people. You know, if you're, un- mm-hmm. if you're unhappy with yourself or your situation, it's up to you to fix it. Not anyone else, you know. And if you see somebody trying to better themselves or trying to take accountability for the wrongs they may have done or trying to grow don't sit there and point at them and say yeah but what about this time and what about that time and you know don't act like you're all better and no support them in that Mm -hmm. we need to support each other in you know bettering ourselves you need to love each other because that person needs it for that time and one day you're gonna need it you know for your time you know, I I think, um, you know, like Garth was saying, that a lot of people, they, when they're afraid, mm. you know, they, they live in fear of like many things, you know, of themselves, of, you know, their, their uh, responsibility, you know, to themselves to grow, to, to change, you know, and some people just feel more comfortable in this like stuck stuck position (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. then when they see other people trying to grow they they want to put them down or you know um yeah well you were an asshole (laughs) you know and and i'm never gonna forgive you for that so don't act like you're better than me no 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 no. support support them yeah you know my baby dad my my last baby well the one that i did the um the podcast you know on uh, co-parenting mike i love him so much he's such a fucking asshole but i love <laughs> i love him but you know like we he he was so terrible he was uh, look i'm saying it he was a he was terrible to me when we were together but what what benefit does it have for me to hold on to every fucked up thing he did when we were together, like if he's actively trying to be a better person, you know, 
like genuinely trying to be a better person and, and growing and learning and, you know, whatever he does, like I support him in that fully. It does not benefit me nor him nor our son for me to be like, yeah, well, remember that time that you laid your hands on me or that you cheated on me? But <laughs> No, mm. that's that's in the past. Let him learn his lesson. Let me learn my lesson. Mm -hmm. Each of us has a different lesson, you know. So when some of you beautiful ladies out there are hearing G-Money say things, you know, <laughs> but you're remembering something that he may have done to hurt you. Get your lesson that you need from that because there's no, there's no point in holding on to that. Mm. That anger doesn't serve you anything. And then allow him to grow and learn. Mm. You know, that's what I do for my baby dad. And, and, and we need to do that for everyone. For all those that have, you know, what does that say? Are we running out of time? Don't max them on the <laughs> 60. Yeah, we're getting close. <laughs> we're getting close. But this is, this is good. Like, yeah. no, this is good. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. So, you know. Well, all right. So, as you were saying, like I, I always love these two when it comes to, to this, like these two metaphors. You know, like what you're talking about, uh, real quick is, um, you know, we get in society where um, people that we've helped or people that are are getting it um, are reaching to the top level of a hole or a bucket, and it's the crabs in a bucket. If you ever knew crabs you can put them in a bucket and they will form a chain to help each other help one crab get out of the bucket but then what ends up happening as they see that the crab is getting to the top they pull it back in oh damn that's fucked up yeah it's crab in a bucket that's what i that's in therapy right so there there's that and then i love this one especially when we're talking about hiding in the church I used to love this story. You can call her whoever you want, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Carla, Mrs. whatever. But the story goes like this, and I like to use Mrs. Smith. And Mrs. Smith is living in a town, and there's a flood. It's been raining and raining and raining. And she's on her front porch, and the flood is coming, and the streets are flooded, and there come these guys in a little raft or, or kayak or whatever. And they're like, Mrs. Smith... You want to come with us? We're going to higher. We're going to higher ground, so uh, we get out of this flood. And she's like, "Oh no, no, no! It's all right. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. He's gonna come and save me." All right. So they go on. A couple hours come up. Water keeps rising. She's got to go in the house. She's on the second floor. Here comes a boat. <clears throat> Bunch of guys in a boat come by. Mrs. Smith, we're here that you're in trouble. You know, we're here to come and get you to get you to higher ground. Uh, why don't you jump in the boat and and we'll get you there? And she's like, no, 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 I'm waiting on God. He's going to come and save me. So they move on. Hours later, the water keeps rising. She's up on the roof. Here comes the Coast Guard in a helicopter. They drop down the ladder or the bucket and say, Mrs. Smith, get in. We're here. They were here to save you. We're going to take you to dry land. You know, the water's, the water's breached and it's getting up high. She's up on the roof. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm waiting on God. He's going to come save me. So obviously, Mrs. Smith perishes in the, in the, uh, in, in the flood. 
She's up in the pearly gates. Her chance to talk to God. God, what happened? I pray to you. I go to church. I do all these things. Why didn't you come save me? God looks at her and is like, Mrs. Smith, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> so, like, the story is, like, get in one, right? Like, if you miss one, get in another one. So, like, for me, sometimes it's just like, all right, you know, I might miss the first one or I might miss the second one, but I'll be damn sure to get the third one because I ain't trying to go to heaven yet without getting mm-hmm. my two boats and a helicopter. So, I don't know if that leaves you some uh, stories to think about while you guys are out there trying to struggle. You know, remember, either crabs in a bucket, don't be the crab in a bucket because sometimes people don't. People want to see you succeed, but then every once in a while they, they're like, oh, that's good for you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. What about us? What about me or whatever, you know, or, you know, sometimes people are get a little dependent on on God. But like, you got to remember, like, he's going to send messages and help through people. Sometimes you just got to reach out and just see what happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. All right. Well, you want to sign us off? Sign off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, folks, uh, we'll be back with another fine episode, and uh, I will try to just be a host next time. Oh, Oh, there we go. go. All right. Okay. Uh, Phone's going to die. Bye. Bye.